It takes uh, my text tonight from Deuteronomy 14, chapter 2. That's Deuteronomy 14, 2. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord has chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. Amen to that. Here, um, you know, God was telling Moses, and Moses relating to the people that uh, God has chosen them to be His peculiar people. Yeah, but uh, and through the new covenant, because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, we are His chosen people. We are uh, His peculiar people. That word peculiar. You know, mean also that also we are um, not just an ordinary people to Him or ordinary person. We are possessed by God. We are owned by God. We are particularly prized by God. So tonight, yeah, hopefully by the time you know, we're done through praying, that are you uh, owned by God? Does your life belong to God? Are you particularly prized by Him? If you don't know that, you are prized by him. That's why he gave us a call. That's why he called us. I mean, just through the uh, song service, the special, the testimony tonight, he gave a call to all because he want all to be saved. All want to be, uh, all that need to know him. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was uh, just studying for this uh, message tonight, you know, I, I was thinking of, Asking, you know, have any of us ever been offered or come recruited by a headhunter or offer a job of a lifetime? You know, um, it feels good if somebody's looking for you, knocking on your door, coming to recruit you for a job that you dreamed of. You know, a perfect job, your own staff, um, your own, all the resources you need. Um, you think it's easy. Uh, you think it's simple. And of course, it's probably have the best uh, 401k, the best retirement plan ever. Uh, you know, you would feel great about that. I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, you would love it. Or same thing as if you go interview for your perfect job or the job that you ever wanted and you got accepted. Again, you would feel great and accept it. But, you know, uh, this week at work, we were talking about Moses a little bit. God did that to Moses. He came looking for Moses to do a job. And you would think it, he would be excited and happy, say, oh yeah, Lord, jumping for joy. Thank you for asking me. Thank you for uh, picking me to, to do this, uh, to set the children of Israel free. Nope, he just told God, no, thank you. Uh, I'm good. I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, so he, he came up with some excuses. He said, uh, uh, I'm a nobody which is not true. He spent his first 40 years as the prince of Egypt. You know, he probably has the best education in the land at that time, you know, the best of everything. So again, yeah, he said, I'm a nobody. And then he said, you know, I don't know your name. Again, he know he was uh, Jewish. He was uh, children of Israel because he tried to defend it. One of his, you know, Jewish uh, fellow, uh, his people, 
And that's why he ran away. But uh, again, he knew who God was, who the God of Abraham was, who the God of uh, Isaac was, and who the God of Jacob was. And then uh, when that didn't work, he said, well, the elders of the children of Israel won't believe me. Again, what he was saying was, well, maybe I just don't believe it, that I can do it or that you can help me do it. Uh, Then his next excuse was, again, I'm not a fluent speaker. Again, he had the best education. He was living the good life for 40 years. Uh, That's just kind of a a lame excuse. And then then his uh, last excuse which I think most of us use sometime. I, I use sometime when somebody asks me to do something. Uh, you know, someone else can do it better. And who hasn't said that in their life? Uh, once being asked in a job or yeah, your pastor asks you to do something. Oh, you know, I even joked to, about, to my wife the other day was if somebody asked me to say, oh, well, you know, this person is better qualified than I do. But, you know, she said, hey, if God called you, uh, you're the person for the job. So, so those were his excuses. And, uh, but finally he, uh, succumbed. He gave in to God and God, God was kind of getting irritated with him. So he finally just do it. He's, God said, just do what I said and you'll have no problem. Yeah. I'll, I'll take care of everything. You just need to be a, a representative for me. You know, many times when God come calling or recruiting us or calling us, uh, for something or just to know him, you know, he doesn't do it how we do it or how men does it. He doesn't look for certain ability or certain accomplishment or certain qualification uh, to, uh, to come to know him. He looks for a willing heart. And you probably heard this probably hundreds of times or thousands of times if you come to church emotional life, you know, he calls the those whosoever will. You know, we use that phrase a lot. He does. So he's just looking for a willing heart. And uh, man looks for outside appearances, for accomplishment, the outward stuff, but God looked for the heart. Yeah. Same uh, as when Samuel, when God called Samuel to anoint uh, David as king. You know, he didn't know what to look for, but again, in First Samuel sixteen seventeen. It says, uh, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on his height of his stature, because I have refused him. But for the Lord, the Lord see, seeth not as man seeth, for man look on the outward appearance, but the Lord look unto the heart. Again, God look what, uh, what you have inside and the willingness that you want to do. He's not looking for the, your social status or how many likes on your Facebook or on your Twitter accounts, stuff like that. He doesn't look for any of those achievements, but he look for uh, your potential, what you can do for him. And, and again, when men come calling and when the world come calling, they look for those things. Here's one thing I notice when when the world comes calling for you to do a job or to do anything, it only benefits itself. But when God comes calling, it benefits you. So, I mean, yes, when the world come calling or men come calling for you to do certain duty, a job, or for any position in life, it could benefit you too, but that's just temporal. 
That's just for here now. It could last a year, five years, ten years. But when God's come calling, it benefits us for eternity. And that's a fact. And just think about that. When you're seeking after the world, just even the song we're singing tonight and stuff like that, you know, labor not for riches and fame, but labor for what is eternal, for what is above. You know, when, uh, when again, when I was just uh, praying and doing the, this message, I thought about my parent too, where how did they choose to come to America? Because I, um, I wasn't sure. I said, uh, why did they choose to come to America? Because there's many other countries in the world. So I asked my mom about it, and she said, well, uh, at first, uh, my dad wanted to go to Switzerland. Uh, so he went to interview with their representative or the consultant for the country that was uh, there because uh, yeah, he had some medical training. He was in a pharmacist in pharmacy, and he wanted to be in the, you know, assist in the, the medic in the army, the Swiss army. So for one reason or another, you know, they didn't accept him or our family to go there. And I asked her, said, how come, uh, why not France? Because he, he spoke French. Uh, part of our country was once colonized by the French. And she said, ah, we don't like to go there. We, we don't like French one reason or another. They just seem a little bit uh, rougher or not uh, as friendly as other one. So I said, uh, well, what other country did he choose that you guys choose to uh, go to? Um, she said, well, he tried to... Uh, asked to go to Australia also. And again, for one reason or another, his qualification, uh, his qualification didn't meet it. I mean, I could be coming to ma- uh, camp meeting and say, good day, mate, or something like that, you know. But uh, So we didn't end up in Australia. So then they decide to uh, America because, uh, and again, they met with the, the American embassy or the representative or the consultant. And um, it was easy to get into America because, uh, they didn't worry too much about qualification or stature or uh, education background or what you know, any refugee can benefit you know, the country to come into. Uh, for in America, they you know they, they was telling him that hey, as long as you work hard, you have an opportunity to make a life for yourself. Uh, uh, we'll accept you uh, no matter what, as long as there's room. You're welcome to uh, to come to our country. So that's how we end up in America again. Certain thing men look for to accept uh, another person, but God look into something else different. Uh, can you imagine if God used a, a representative or a consultant company to uh, recruit his disciple? You know, when Jesus uh, called his disciple, or when he called us, he said, all he said was just, come, follow me. And that's it. Just come and follow me. And... Uh, when uh, when I read that part, and Christy was reading this book, uh, I think the title was The Big Idea, and it was about just uh, a fictitious company that uh, the author of this book found on the Internet uh, regarding Jesus recruiting his disciple. And I thought, oh, it's, a little, it's uh, relevant to what I'm talking about. So here we go. This is, uh, again, from that book that uh, she was reading, and... Uh, regarding Jesus using a uh, consultant to recruit his disciple. It uh, addressed to Jesus, son of Joseph, woodcrafter, carpenter shop, Nazareth, from 
Jordan Management Consulting, Jerusalem. Uh, Dear sir, thank you for submitting the resume of the 12 men you have picked for management position in your new organization. All of them have now taken our, taken our battery tests. We have not only run the result through our computer, but also arranged personal interview for each of them with our psychologist and vocational aptitude consultants. It is the staff opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background, education, and vocational aptitude for the type of enterprise you are undertaking. They do not have the team concept. We would recommend that you continue search for persons of experience in managerial ability and proven capability. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable and given to fits of tempers. Andrew has no qualities of leadership. The two brothers, James and John, son of Zebedee, place personal interests above company loyalty. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine morale. We feel it is our duty to tell you that Matthew has been blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, definitely have radical learnings and they both register a high score on a manic depressive scale. One of the candidates, however, showed great potential. He is a man of ability and resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind, and has contacts in high places. He is highly motivated, ambitious, and responsible. We recommend Judas Iscariot as your controller and right-hand man. All the other profile profiles are self-explanatory. We wish you every success in your new venture. Sincerely yours, Jordan Management Consultant. Imagine, you know, that's why we don't go to men, you know, to ask what God's will is for our life. Are we glad that God doesn't work that way? You know, because, um, in Isaiah 55, 8, 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my way, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my way higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Again, there's a lot of thing in this world that we cannot comprehend, that we cannot see, that we cannot imagine, but God knows it all, God sees it all, and God understands it all. We just have to believe. We just have to have faith and uh, trust in Him. Again, God chose a person not because of our intelligence, of our strength, of our own, um, you know, wisdom, or the stature of our uh, life, or the achievement that we have uh, achieved, or the merits that we have uh, piled up in our life. He chose uh, those who are willing. Well, his will is he has a call for everybody that is born to this life to come to know him and to accept him as their Lord and Savior. Um, God chooses people to accomplish his work because he wants us to enjoy the blessing, to see the beauty that he created for us. You know, He wants us to see, uh, well, he wants to create a relationship that lasts until eternity. Again, when the world calls us, 
it's to benefit itself, but when God calls us, it's to benefit us. Yeah. It's not so much to benefit Him. He wants to benefit us because He wants an eternal relationship, an everlasting relationship with Him. Um, just, you know, in closing, Moses lived the first 40 years of his life in luxury, being served, being tended to, um, given everything. Uh, so he lived his next second 40 years kind of serving himself, you know, just idling. But, uh, and then God came calling. Yes, he was stubborn a little bit when he accepted the call. He lived the next 40 years of his life serving God. Uh, serving, uh, uh, allowing God to work, uh, given the potential that he has, that God has groomed him since birth, uh, because of what his mother did for, hid for three months and so forth and all through his life. God groomed him through all those times so he can come and serve God and lead the people and be the leader that God called him to be. And, uh, just imagine God took an ordinary, simple bush, ignite it, and turn it into a miracle. Imagine what he can do with your life, whom he created, whom he loved, whom he sent his son to die for you and me. What can he do with that? Again, tonight, if you're not saved, God is calling you to be saved. There's no reason not to. God wants everybody to be saved. He wants to spend eternity with you. With everybody. And if you're already saved, he's calling you to a closer relationship. He's calling you to a deeper, more meaningful relationship, uh, deeper experiences. He's not going to just allow you to uh, just lay around or live for the next 40 years idling and just serving yourself or be content where you are. He's constantly calling us to be closer, to do what benefit you. Not so much to benefit him to, for you. He wants, again, to see your blessing, at the, the blessing that he has created for you. Imagine what he can do if you give your life to him and if you allow him to work in you. Again, if he can just ignite that bush, a simple, uh, insignificant bush, into a miracle, what can he do with your life tonight? And so tonight, as any other night, Right now would be a great time to find out what God can call you to do. Besides getting saved, he called you to be greater than what it is right now. It's always time to go closer. It's always time. It's always a reason to go and be more beneficial. God only does things that benefit us for his glory, you know, for his honor, and for his kingdom. Yeah. So tonight is your chance to come and draw closer to God, know God, and what he has planned for your life and for eternity also. So the song uh, for invitation is 602.